We live in a time of tremendous opportunity for innovators, entrepreneurs, and those with skill and imagination. But it seems at every turn, there are forces that slow us down or get us off track. I believe you can trigger your independence and lead a flourishing life, be free to choose, and live according to your own values. Join us in a conversation about big ideas in life, liberty, and the pursuit of your happiness. Welcome to the John Riley Project. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And welcome to the John Riley Project. And I'm just really pleased once again to have as my guest on the podcast, uh, Catherine Cloward. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. What is this, fourth time? I think this is number four. And, you know, every time you and I get together, we always talk about so many interesting things, talking about the work that you're doing in in music and as an author and and just, the you know, a lot of the stories that you have to tell. And and really, I think what I'm hoping we can talk about today is is really is Father Joe and the passing of a San Diego icon. Um you know, you were on our, our podcast recently with your book, um, Father Joe, the Hustler Priest. Um, how you doing, Catherine? How How is everything going in your world? I'm good. And, you know, he was so excited to be on. He was happy to be on your podcast. You had a great conversation with him. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. For <laughs> him up. Um, that was a lot of fun. And, and I, I was very honored to have an opportunity to interview him. Um, cause I had read the book and the stories of father Joe and the things that he's done in his lifetime were just extraordinary. Um, like, uh, you know, the book says what life stories of a hustler priest. Um, I, I that was a perfect, uh, title to this. Um, well, hold on a second. What's going on here? My microphone. Okay. There, my headphones kind of cut out. Um, but anyways, um, the, the book with the life stories of, of a hustler priest were just unbelievable. Um, but you know, how long has it been since father Joe has passed? It's been a few days now, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the news came through on Sunday. So, um, so yeah, it's been a few days and obviously, you know, what's so beautiful about father Joe's life is that he touched so many people. I mean, people who got to meet him for two minutes, 20 years, you know, that mm-hmm. all within that time frame, he left like this beautiful imprint in people's lives. His presence was always um, positive, cheerful. He cared about you. He cared about hearing about you. He cared about what you were doing. He listened. I mean, this whole project came because he just listened uh, when I was talking to him one day. And, um, and then I listened as he shared <laughs> his life stories. So you know, he's really proud of the book, Father Joe, Life Stories of a Hustler Priest. You know, I am, um, I, I wrote it, you know, I sat with him for two years. Well, really it was a year and a half of listening to his stories and framing it together with him. Um, and then crafting the book together to be these life stories, but they are, I wrote it in his voice. He approved every single word, you know, He'd be like, Catherine, we forgot this thing. And I was like, we're, you know, one time he was like, Catherine, we didn't tell any stories about my lawsuits. So I was like, we're not going to have a section. About <laughs> so we, so he was just, he was a jokester. He was funny, but also like we, we had a really good rapport. And I think he had that type of rapport with a lot of people. He, he was focused on getting things done and that's, you know, that's the way I am too. So we would giggle, giggle, funny, funny focus. And so, um, but his, his book has been well received by everyone who's read it. Um, it's a quick read. It's a enjoyable read. His personality absolutely comes through. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful we have this so that people for generations to come will get to have, you know, have a, a vignette of his life and his heart and why he did what he did to help people. Everything he did was for other people. You know, he was a very humble man. He lived an incredibly humble life. And um, and he impacted so many lives. I mean, it's it's really evident um, since his passing, it's been a very big topic on the news. You know, we've seen a lot of news stories and, and just a lot of uh, uh, an outpouring of love and an outpouring of um, thanks 
to the work that Father Joe has done in our community, the impact he's left. I mean, he's left a, the a most amazing legacy. And I'm sure there are great people that are going to carry the torch and, and keep, you know, fighting the good fight. But it's just been really special to see a lot of that reflection. And it's just interesting because you and I, have had conversations about Father Joe. Father Joe was, a, of course, a guest on the podcast. So it's just so many of these things are connected in a very mm-hmm. interesting way. Um, but I wanted to ask you, with you've known Father Joe since you were, what, like eight years old, right? No. Well, that's actually when I got the calf and the grape outfit. But, um, but no, you know, you know, because I'm just always revealing my age everywhere I go. But he, um, when he became, uh, when he became a, priest when he was ordained that was in 1974 and his first parish that he um was assigned to was our lady of grace parish he was a parish priest at three churches in san diego our lady of grace then saint Pius and chula vista and then saint rita's in um mid county so uh but our lady of grace was the parish that my family attended and he came in July 74 and I was born in May 74. So he, and I met him, you know, then. So, um, you know, on a personal level, um, as far as for our family, you know, father Joe was, he was this young, um, vibrant, fun loving young priest. He was, um, he was magnetic. You know, he he had a lot of wonderful energy, came to our house for dinners. He came to, you know, that was that's even a section in the Life Stories book that he talked about going to how much he loved going to dinners at people's houses. And um, and so our family knew him through through um, the parish life. And my parents were involved with him in Marriage Encounter. And then um, my mom was his secretary for Boy Scouts before he got, um, because he's always been involved in Boy Scouting. I mean, we know him in San Diego a lot because of um, the work he's done with our homeless neighbors in need, which is important and paramount and everything. But his heart, which you read in the book, has a lot to do with Boy Scouting because he was a Boy Scout. So he carried that all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, you know, I have three older brothers and my dad were involved in Boy Scouting. So I was always like little Catherine, um, just like tagging along everywhere that they did all this Boy Scouting stuff. And so, um, and then when my mom was the secretary, when he first got the position um, with St. Vincent de Paul Center, and was taken out of his parish life into, okay, built... Build something, Father Joe. <laughs> you know, his idea, of course, grew, but they started out in a, in a thrift store downtown. And so we talk about that in the book as well. And so my mom was that, his first secretary. And then as time went on, he had different wonderful, wonderful people working for him. And um, I think as I've shared before, you know, my mom bought my Catherine the Grape purple outfit at St. Vincent de Paul thrift store. So this purple outfit that a few years later, a softball coach called me Catherine the Grape. Right. Because I wear purple all the time. Right. Right. That outfit is uh, that just the character. My main character wears that outfit. It came from the same Vincent Paul thrift store. So like there's just this intertwining. So then all these years went by and I'd see him here and there. And then I just happened to be sitting with him a few years ago at a fundraiser. And I was sharing with him about this, you know, the, the outfit and uh, and telling him about what I do. And he was like. You know, he just sat there and listened and he's like, I have a book I want you to write, Catherine. And then I was all, okay. You know, like I remember my mom and I drove away and I was like, I think he just asked me to write a book for him. You know, like I was like, okay. And and so, you know, it was a wonderful experience. I got to spend a lot of time with him. Um, It was really, really special for me. Yeah. I mean, clearly a very special person in your life. I I guess I was thinking about that photo I remember seeing in the book. Is it you and your first Holy Communion? Yes, yes, yes. That's it. You're right. Yeah. So that would that's be... That's I'm getting the eight-year-old idea in my mind. You're, you're right on the money there. That's exactly... Yes. Yeah. So walk me through this a little bit. I mean, obviously, so many great stories about Father Joe, and they're all in your book here, um, Father Joe, Life Stories of a Hustler Priest. But... Um, I'm curious from your perspective, his passing, it's all of this has happened, like the release of the book and the release of these other um, 
versions of the book you know, you, you were we were talking about before we got started and his death all happened in a very compressed time frame so you have been really living father joe really for the last really all year i would imagine all of 2021 it's been a key focus of yours it has it has and it was all just in service for him um with love to help preserve and share his legacy. And, you know, Father Joe, um, he's a tough man physically. You know, he, he's endured a lot. Has, um, you even he, read in his book, uh, he talks about that he has this really high tolerance for pain and he probably won't tell you if he's in pain. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, he, he definitely had some health things going on in the past year. And it was actually about this time I mean, last July when he said, Catherine, I need you to pick up the pace in the book. I don't know if I'm going to make it to my 60th or excuse me, 80th birthday. So mm. there was a, there was a big, like, okay, we're picking up the pace. And, um, and so we started meeting, we used to meet once a week and then we started meeting twice a week. And that was like holding myself accountable to getting things going. And then also John, quite frankly, this was not the original book I was writing. There was like this life lesson book that I was writing for him, um, about him. And then it just was like, there was kind of like a boom, boom, boom. I was like, you know what, let's scrap that. Let's do this. And he was like, okay. And so what I can say about working with father Joe, this man who, uh, who built incredible programs, incredible services. What I experienced personally with working with him is he let me, he let my creative mind weave this thing together. He didn't say, you're going to write this book and this is how you're going to do it. And da, 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 da. He, he let me, cause I, anybody who works with me knows my creative mind will go. Da, 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 and then it goes, right. and that's just the way that it is. And so he, he allowed me to come to that. And then once we zeroed in on, let's do it story by story by story. And let's do it in your voice. I mean, he was like, of course, yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. And he loved that because, um, you know, because he said, and he, instead of calling them chapters, he's like, let's call them stories because they're all stories. And I was like, that's a great yeah. idea. So, you know, so it was a lot of fun. I think he had a lot of fun doing the project. And, um, and, and, I think the hardest thing, John, was there's so many stories and so many people that we couldn't put it all in there. You know, I'm sure there's people who were like, oh, you know, people have different stories. And this was just has kind of like a if you want to know the essence of this man, this is the story. This is the book, because it gives this nice, like full spectrum view of his life, but also his mindset. You know, he has a very entrepreneurial mindset. He came from very meager means. He lived a humble life throughout. You know, he was focused on helping. Um, he was help. He was focused on helping all people, right? And he made people feel very special. He wanted people to feel that compassion and that respect. And he and you know who will say that? Not just people who were um, on the side of of the programs, but his staff people who worked with him, they all say he was fun. He was a good man and, uh, and that he cared about them. Everybody, even when I was there, all my meetings, the uh, security team would come over um, and check on him. And he would always stop and talk to the men and women that came over to check on him and it, multiple times a day. And then there was one young man who is a writer who was on the security team. So every time he was visiting when I was there, Father Joe would get him to talk to me about his writing. Like, and when he'd leave, Father Joe goes, I just hope he keeps writing. I hope he keeps writing. I, he, I hope he keeps doing what he's passionate about. And um, amazing. You know, he cared about people um, realizing their greatest potential. Yeah, I mean, it really shone through in the book, you know, his his genuineness, his his care for others, but his integrity through the whole process. It, it, it the, the the story format of the book really really worked, um, and it, and the way that they're in these nice bite sized chunks. I mean, each story is what maybe four pages, six. Yeah, pages. max. Yeah, yeah. So there, it's just very easily digestible, and it's a real feel good read. Um, so I really enjoyed it, and what a thrill it was to actually talk to him about some of those stories. And gosh, we had that conversation 
was in April, right? April. Right mm-hmm. when the book came out. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine now with Father Joe's passing, I, I, I would imagine you're probably talking to a lot of people right now. Because um, I didn't I see somewhere online that you were on some other, uh, was it a news program recently talking about this? Yes. So, you know, um, I mean, I knew I knew what was happening. And so when I woke up on Sunday, I was aware um, you know, they had passed. And of course, I'm great. You know, I I um, of course, I was sad, but also so grateful. Right. Yeah, like in that yeah. space of, you know, he's not in pain anymore, but also just grateful that I fulfilled what he asked me to do. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it was a divine task. It was a task that was. Um, and we're able to do that and fulfill his wishes. And so, um, but I had received a message from, from one of the news channels on pretty early and I didn't respond. And I was like, I'm not going to do anything like that. You know, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to do any press. That's weird. You know, like I just didn't feel that that was appropriate for me. And then, of course, I talked to my mom, who is Miss, she's a wisdom weaver, my mother. She's amazing, Mary Cloward. And so I, I'm talking to my mom, and we're talking about Father Joe, and, you know, and uh, and then I tell her that the news had reached out. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And she's like, what? Like, do it. Like, yes, because you got, you know, you're the, you you got to, you can speak to, about him on the human aspect of, of his, yes. you know, and, and so I had to sit with it and I was like, am I, am I ready for this? And, and the th- truth is that my mom was like, he'd want you to do the press, Catherine. Yes. Like, <laughs> he would. Yeah, he would. I mean, if you read yeah. the book, if you read the book, you know, he would be like, get on that call, get it now. And so, um, and it was so beautiful because two uh, channel 10 and Fox five news got in touch with me. I was on the, the um, on television, which was fun. I mean, you know, zoom like this, you know, cause it's COVID time still. And then, um, a few radio on seven sixty on, on Monday and just getting to talk about him as I do, you know, I'm not gonna, of course I have my own personal feelings, but also I just, I think he is an extraordinary man. He provided me tremendous grace. He provided me tr- with tremendous healings in my mm-hmm. life that I didn't even know I was I lingered that I needed. And he filled a role for me personally as like this kind of fatherly figure for me the past few years, because we talked about a lot of stuff, not just, I didn't just sit and listen to him. We, we talked, there were life things that I was dealing with that I could bounce off of him. And he has a very matter of fact, compassionate way about him that my dad did. So, so, um, and when he was in the hospital, I went every day to visit, you know, he just, he mattered to me, you know, and, um, and he mattered to a lot of people. So it's not about me or my glory or anything. I just happened, you know, the, the thing is like the baton got taught, like got handed to me, you know, like because of the book is that, you know, when he was here, of course, Father Joe's going to talk about his book, but he, even when he was in the hospital one day, when it was just he and I, he's like, Captain, you got to start, you got to be okay making these, this, these decisions. And I was like, well, I, you know, you're here, so I'm, I don't need to make these decisions. But, and so like to, to, to be one person who helped shine a light on his life. That's, you know, and because I wrote, you know, because I can help facilitate the book forward. Um, But again, I think what's happening with people is when they read the book and they're seeing the stories on the news and they met him, people have these wonderful stories. Like even the other day when I was on hold on um, for the Mike Slater show, the producer, oh my gosh, his name escapes me, but regardless, we're talking. And he's like, Catherine, I was at OLG with Father Joe. And do you remember when he became, and he's like, you can use this story. And I was like, well, no, you tell the story, but now I'm going to tell a story. So, um, but he told me, he goes, do you remember when, I remember when he was um, given his, he was talking about, he became a a Monsignor, which is major. He didn't want to necessarily, he didn't want to use the, he didn't want to be called Monsignor Carroll. He wanted to still be Father Joe. Right. That's what we call it. You know, he has all these titles, but he's like, I'm Father Joe. So I guess somebody said, well, what do you want us to call you now? And I guess he said, you can call me Mojo, like Monsignor. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh, why didn't he tell me that story? That would have been the raddest story to put in the book. So that's awesome. So that story, there's lots of people who have stories 
that aren't in this book. And he had yeah. thousands more. I mean, it was the hardest oh, yeah. part about this book was whittling down to go, we're going to show these vignettes, right? And Father Joe had this big life, a very public life. He loved his family. He had wonderful friends. Um, and I wish we there kind of came this point where we couldn't put so many people's names in there. It's just like if it wove into the story, right, we put it in there. But it was like it was I think that's the hardest thing to decide, like you either put everybody's name in or you just put a few and people understand that you were important to him, even if your name didn't get mentioned in the book. And I think that um, but now is the time, like share your story, share how he impacted yeah. you. And and the hope of the whole thing, the hope of the whole thing is how does this impact your life, right? So like one life can ripple out and do all these things. And you, and so you have, you have impact, John, and then your show reaches the people who are watching, listening, right? And then they, your different guests, and they're inspired. And so that's the ripple out. And that's what we're all here to do is to positively impact each other's lives. You know, goodness within, ripple out goodness without, you know, out, out, without, um, you know what I'm trying to say, out. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I do, I know what you mean, okay. But, you know, th this is great. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Father Joe has touched so many people in our, in our community, in our county, and really across the United States. Everyone seems to have their own Father Joe story, but you've been able to capture so many of them in your book that really, is there any better person to really have the media go and talk to than you uh. because you just wrote the books like, summarizing <laughs> so much of his life story. You've known him since you were, you know, you know, a taught an infant. Um, he's been a huge part of your life. And, and, and so I'm glad that the, um, I, what's the right word? Maybe the shyness was only lasted about 24 hours. Oh yeah. Right? My mom was like, get over yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you have so much to offer right. and cool. so much to share and so much love to present. Yeah. And, uh, and this is, this is how it was with him. I would walk into the door and I'd be like, Hey, Father Joe, I'm here. Like I was, <laughs> you know, I, and so it was always like this upbeat, fun thing. And, yeah. Um, and that was my personality. That's his personality. But then also it was like on task to get the project done. And for me um, to to have like the day that the first proof, like the actual, not the proofs, the actual book came and he, well, I guess it would have been the proof copy, the first proof copy that he got to hold that had like his picture and the name and everything. Yeah. He, he was like, wow, it actually, it actually happened. Right. Cause yeah, they it's, had, it's real. Yeah. You know, you can touch it. You can feel it. Yeah. Yes. And I, I would love to say everybody on my team right now, but I'm just not going to say everyone's name cause I might forget someone's name, but I, I have this wonderful team of people that I worked with to help bring this to life. And everybody was, I mean, he was pushing me, I was pushing them. Right. And so a wonderful, um, a wonderful team and they all feel so proud that they got to be a part of it too. And I think that's, that they should feel proud. They worked hard to bring his, you know, they, uh, many of them got to meet him. And, um, and he was very happy about the end result, you know, and, uh, yeah. and he cared, you know, he cared, he cared about, um, he cared about, he, he didn't think he was like, I don't know if people are going to like, like it, Catherine. I was like, well, well I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see. So he loved, he loved like, wow, when people sent him emails about the book or found something that was funny in the book, you know, of course that made him feel good. So the point of me telling that part of the story is even though he was in pain and dealing with some physical things, you know, he had this really joyful, um, he got to experience the joy of his book being out there. And, um, and he, and also John, I'll tell you, um, last minute I decided let's do an audible version of this book. Let's do it on audiobook Cause my, one of my good friends, Jennifer Pinard, she's like, Calvin, you should, you know, she's on audible all the time. She goes, that'd be a great book to do. And I was like, okay, well, father Joe's eyesight wasn't great. So he couldn't be the narrator of his own story. So I narrated it. Um, but he came into the studio and he, so on the audible book, he says all the, like the story chapter titles and then a little, like a little teaser about each one. So if you like audiobooks, we literally just released that uh, July 1st 
And he oh, was wow. a, yeah, just, we got it done. I mean, that was like a kind of, let's do this. And then it was like, Shh, let's get this done. <laughs> so he got to, um, so if you like audiobooks, you hear him on the audiobook, his voice. And it's wonderful. It's just so beautiful. And then, um, and he got to hear the final, final version of that um, last week, which is like so beautiful. So, um, so anyways, it's kind of like, it's like the last cog of the wheel of the whole, you know, Father Joe project, uh, which was really just kind of me going, let's do this. Let's do this. And this, and he's like, okay, <laughs> you know, and so, and we talked about the next book, and he's like, well, are we going to start on the next book now, Catherine? I was like, okay, and so, you know, we just kind of, even though the the project was done and published, I kept coming every week, like we just, you know, and I was like, I, so we talked about, it mattered to me, it mattered to me, so he mattered to me, and so um, I loved spending time with him, and. Uh, and again, not about me, it's about everybody else and that he he made people feel important. He made me feel important. He made my son feel important. And he probably made hundreds of thousands of other people feel like they mattered. And that is a legacy that we all want to leave for other people is that because they met you, because they met him, because hopefully when someone meets me, that they feel um, that that there's goodness that's rippling out. Yeah, right on. You know, I, I keep thinking about you said you had this team of people that helped you really accomplish getting this book finished. And I'm thinking of Father Joe, and he describes himself as a hustler priest, right? Mm-hmm. And you had a whole team hustling, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then we had to hustle to get the book out into the. <laughs> yeah. It and, was all know, a hustle. And then, and, and then, you know, you're out there. I mean, forgive me if I'm going into like some unusual places, but you're out there like hustling the book, you know, you're selling the book. And, and, and I, and I bet imagine that father Joe is looking down on you and saying, oh, this is perfect. You know, well, I because, hope so. Because that's what he would do. You yes. know? He'd be that's like, what he get on, done. yes, he's like, get on that news. You know, even one of the, I mean, a very the whole reason why he's called a hustler priest that we know him that way is it worked. Someone on channel 10, yes. you know, you, well, I'm not going to tell you the story, but there's a really great section of the book that tells us it's called home run hustler. It draws in channel 10 and the Padre. It was my, uh, there's a few favorite stories in the book, but home run hustler. I was waiting to weave that in. Like, I was like, where am I going to weave that in? Cause the book isn't necessarily, yeah. it's almost sequential, but there was like, you know, there was so much work that happened uh, with Father Joe's Villages. And there was no step-by-step process to like explaining that entire legacy. So it was like, we got to get these stories into this compact, um, you know, 50 pages. So, uh, but anyways, Home Run Hustler uh, is a great story. And it talks about how, you know, how right after a, a Padre win, there was Father Joe on the on the television of, for everybody in San Diego to see like the best possible news spot. So, so, um, yeah, it was just funny. I mean, <laughs> Father Joe is, you know, I, I've met him before, but it was just a passing, you know, where you shake his hand and say hello. I didn't know him. Um, but I remember a long time ago, this is like I don't know, 30 years ago. And one of my friends was uh, working for a company that installed air conditioning systems in Costco's. And there was a grand opening for a Costco I think it was somewhere in San Diego. I can't remember exactly where, but it was, you know, in, you know, the urban area of San Diego's new Costco opened and it's this big grand opening. And who's there? It's Father Joe, you know, and and my wife and I were just joking that, that he was like a media hound dog. You know, he was just so good at ex- getting exposure and, you know, not necessarily to feed his own ego, but mm-hmm. to but to promote his agenda. Yeah. And and to get his message out, he was just so darn effective at it. And as a, I mean, really as a, a man that spreads the word, that evangelizes a message, he's a, a, a rarity. He is one of the most special people on this planet that was able to deliver that message in a, just in a really amazing way. Yes. Okay, John. Yes. And um, he taught me about, I mean, just in our conversations and dealing with like the media, right? Because that was one of the things he was, you know, before he had like any publicity team or there was a marketing team, it was Father Joe. 
You know, once he once he learned how to figure out the, the media piece or, you know, and there was Channel 10 came in and gave him quite an opportunity originally um, that they, they picked his charity. And next thing you know, he was all over the the television but just in listening to him that was I was like Father Joe we need to do like a total Father Joe's business 101 book because I mean <laughs> that some, of that, really good. Right? some of that stuff's already weaved into the book because I care about that stuff but like he like and he cares about that stuff but you know on a personal level you know I have started like everything that I do is independent media you know I don't have somebody else you know I have somebody else behind me funding me but I also don't have anybody else controlling me. Right. Uh, and so, so, uh, but the point of it is, is I actually always just thought like media just kind of show, you know, like how are all these people getting media, right? Well, they have publicists or whatever. And I was like, Oh my, I don't have a publicist. Um, but we did have a publicist for this book. Uh, she did a great job. Um, Julia, Julia Brown and, uh, pleasantly mm-hmm. persistent PR. I'm going to say that cause she did a great job for us for a, a few months campaign, helped us get a lot of press. And, um, and that was important. Uh, but I wanted, but, but what he helped me with is he said, Catherine, all the news stations had my private number. They could, they called me, they got, they could get access to me. And he always figured out how to, you know, help, like how he could get on the camera. Cause whenever he was on the camera, of course, what you just said, his, his message was always, we need to help our neighbors in need. Mm-hmm. We need to help our neighbors in need, you know? And he wasn't afraid to be like, open up your wallet, you know? (laughs) And so whether it was, you know, whether, whether it was your time or your money and uh, that there is there, you, everybody has something to give. Everyone has something to give. Well, he was just really good at, you know, capitalizing on whatever the opportunity or the news story of the day was and was able to kind of pivot and reframe it in a way that he could get his message out. Um, You know, so it wouldn't matter what big event was happening in San Diego. Father Joe was able to create a spin that allowed him, right. That allowed him to get his message out and why people need to donate to, to his project. Um, just extraordinary man. And I'm really, really pleased that you had that opportunity to really, I mean, the writing the book is amazing, but just being able to spend, you know, one or two days a week with him for months. Yeah. That's, that's special. Very special. It was special. And he had, you know, he has a lot of people who are close with him. He's got a lot of wonderful, um, wonderful friends. I mean, um, people, he was close with a lot of people. And so it was nice. Um, some of the times I was there, I got to meet different people that uh, mattered to him and helped, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And, um, what you were saying about that, you ran into him. I remember his, um, his longtime friend and assistant for many years named Jose. Um, Father Joe would say, Jose and I would be out to lunch and we would time it. It'd be like 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds, somebody would come up and say, Father Joe, I, you know, they, 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 whether they were um, somebody who volunteered for him or worked with him was on the receiving end of services. It was, he just had such presence. Right. And uh, and so they would always say, like, no, even not not even just in San Diego, they traveled all over the world together. Um, And it would happen like in Rome, you know, like wherever he was traveling. Yeah. He was saying like one time. Well, we didn't include that in the book. One time they were there and somebody came up to him because when they were there at the Vatican, when he was there at the Vatican, there was something that happened that day that the pope wasn't available to come out to do the the midday blessing or whatever but father joe was there and somebody recognized him next thing you know everyone's going over like well that he must be important let's go over there so like now all of a sudden he has this international presence you know and so but he just thinks those things were so funny you know but uh i don't know he 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 was a good man he did great things here in san diego um and his ripple you know helping neighbors in need our homeless neighbors in need but also he was very passionate about scouting and he did everything he possibly could to get to absolutely every single scouting ceremony event that he was invited to he cared about his parishioners you know there were so many stories of people who were writing him letters he'd be like Catherine I got another one and he would just like you know he he kept every letter that people sent to him he'd get emails and he'd print them out like hey you um, you wed my husband and I 37 years ago and blah, blah, blah. And people had these stories. And, now, he may not have remembered visually 
or by name, everybody. But he loved to know that in my perception of him, he loved receiving that kind of stuff. And for me on this side, it made me go like how he talked about showing up. Right. And I know how it felt when my dad died, that people just showed up to his celebration of life. And Father Joe talked about that. He's like, I, you know, if there's a, if there's a funeral, you show up, you may not know that person. You don't need to have a personal invite. You just show up and your presence is there that you, you hold space that you're there for somebody. And I just really took that. So for me, you know, when I hear somebody's parent has passed or something, like, I'm like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to rearrange my schedule to go. And that's something he taught me. Uh, but also I felt, I felt that because it happened for me. And so I'm going, this is part of that, that we show up, that we have presence for other people. And um, he did that for me, did that for a lot of people. Yeah, that, that's a good lesson. Because I know there are sometimes there's important events that happen in, in your life that you need to attend Sometimes you don't really you feel uncomfortable, but you're right. Just just showing up and yeah. being present, and and that in and of itself is is a demonstration of why that person or that event is meaningful and important to you. Um, that's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. Thinking back on on my life, because there are probably certain things that I probably should have attended that I didn't. Well, know? don't hurt. Don't beat yourself up about it. But now it's like the thing forward going like, you know what? I sometimes we, we second guess like, oh, well, I didn't really know that person or or um, I, that was so and so's dad's dad. But I, I was I knew her. Or whatever. Just yeah. I would just encourage you show up because your presence there. Like I remember yeah. when my dad passed and I just looked out and I could see people. I was like, oh, my gosh, they showed up for to pay their respects to my dad. It meant a lot to me. And so and Father Joe yes. talked about that. You know, we show up. So, you know, in the Catholic faith, there's a mass um, for, you know, funeral mass. You show up, you know, and uh, or, you know, when when it's open to the public. <laughs> yeah. So. That's a good lesson. So Catherine, walk me through this because, you know, you released the book in April, right? That mm-hmm. came out in April. You just talked about the audible version, um, but you were telling me there's also an ebook version of this. So yeah. So, so anybody wants to read Father Joe's stories, I mean, we're talking about him now, but if you want to hear his voice, you know, his, in his voice, there's the print book. There's Father Joe Life Stories of a Hustler Priest in print, which is what you're holding up. That same book is in um, ebook. And um, okay, I'm going to give credit here because now we're talking about it. So, um, and all that was designed by my good friend David uh, Stone, edited by Adrian Mock. <laughs> and the cover okay. shot was from um, Karina. Um, Karina Fleckner. So anyways, I'm just, I I threw that in there. I got you guys in, you know, but, uh, but uh, so we had to do multiple versions of the book. So, so there's the print book, there's the ebook. And then if you like audio book, and there's the audible. And if you go on amazon.com, um, those are all three linked together. You can also get the book. We have just a few signed copies um, still left. Uh, if you go to fatherjoehustlerpriest.com get those direct from from our inventory there's also some signed copies available at o'connor's church supply here in san diego so people who are in san diego o'connor's church supply has an inventory of both uh the print book father joe hustler priest and the children's book so we barely touched on the children's book because that we focused on the the memoir for all these months but um uh, I want to, can I talk about that? Of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it's so, all Father Joe all the time. So let it go. Let it so, ripple. Okay. So um, actually, so I put out a, a people, you know, children know me as Catherine the Grape. So Catherine the Grape is, my, uh, is a whole series of books and music I put out for youth um, as I shared uh, the outfit the character wears the outfit that I got at the St. Vincent, Vincent Apothecary store. And then um, my softball coach gave me that nickname. But I, um, the first project I actually did for him was this children's book that we put out the same day in April on his birthday. It's called Father Joe's Six Golden Seeds. And that's actually where the project started. I finished that like well over a year ago, but we never did anything. We waited to put like figure out how we're going to put it all together. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, so Father Joe's Six Golden Seeds is a Catherine the Great story that rhymes. There's a song as well that's called Six Golden Seeds. So there's a Catherine the Great song. There's a Catherine the Great book called Father Joe's Six Golden Seeds. And why I did this, right? Like a lot of people, like they put out, like we put out a book for teenagers and adults to read about Father Joe in his own voice, and then. But for children to get to know who this wonderful man is, uh, was and, and is, uh, Father Joe's Six Golden Seeds shares these seeds of wisdom that I just kind of like extracted from him and all the things that he was sharing with me. Um, it was always be compassionate to everyone, including yourself. Forgive easily and forget all else. Help your neighbor or respect your neighbor. Help your neighbor. Empower yourself and others um, to earn the way and experience God in everyone and everything every day. So those are the six golden seeds in a children's book. And, um, and he's illustrated, he loved illustrated father Joe. He's so cute. He's got like these buff arms. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so he loved that. I mean, he loved that there was this, these layers to his story. And so I actually have this really cool picture I should put up of him holding up both books. But he loved that, okay, so we can, um, he loved the concept of going, wow, so we can meet children where children are at and then teens and adults can read um, read his memoir. So, so to be able to, you know, his legacy expands and exists and will carry on in a number of different ways, including these books. That's great. And it's great that, yeah, those six golden seeds, I mean, those are really good life lessons that children can understand and appreciate and learn from. Um, but that's cool that it's, you know, a multimedia event, you know, because the ebook is like on Audible, right? Or something like that, or a Kindle, isn't it? No, Kindle. Yeah, Kindle. Kindle. Yeah. Kindle. Um, but it's just funny. I just, the Audible version, when you were saying that Father Joe was in the studio with you, I just have this vision in my head of like, you know, the We Are the World and all the superstar singers are like there together. And, and, and if it's you and Father Joe in the studio together, that's just a, kind <laughs> of a, a cool, a cool visual um, yeah. of all these superstars working together to come out with this project. Um, but that's, that's neat. I mean, to have Father Joe's voice in perpetuity as part of the project, it, it's perfect. Just yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And it was actually pretty serendipitous because back in, back in the early days, one of the Boy Scouting fundraisers that they did, you know, you know, teenagers who want to go on trip or, you know, not even just teenagers, like Boy Scouting, Boy Scouts, because he was involved with Boy Scouts. Now it's called, you know, Scouting of America. So Girl Scouts too. And youth groups always need to raise money. I mean, there's always, you know, if we want to go on do this trip, we need to raise money. So um, there were all sorts of fundraisers that, um, that he brainchild and came up with and just different things that's in the book. So anybody's like going like, how do we raise money? Father Joe's one oh one. how to raise money, <laughs> which is basically just get in there and do some work. But um, yeah. one of the, the fundraisers they used to do is there was a public, um, I didn't show this in the book, but there was a publishing um, company here in San Diego that had a warehouse of their books and they would go down and tear off the covers of, of books that were being recycled, but they would get a certain amount of, I don't even know. It's like, I don't know, maybe five cents. I don't know what it was, but they'd get a certain amount of money for each book they tore the cover off of. And, um, and that was a fundraiser. So he's like, Catherine, I've been in publishing before. And I was like, I believe you, you know? So, you know, he, he was so funny. I have to share this little story. I told him about how sales rankings work on, on Amazon, right? Like, like Amazon, just like, on Amazon, there's all these, like, you know, you rank within these categories. So I explained to him, like, yeah, you know, there's, we'll put the book in the categories that are relevant to the book, you know, Catholic, Christian, poverty, homeless studies, da, da, da. And then we'll see where we go. Well, right out the gate, it started, like, ranking. And so he was like, oh, so he was so excited. Like, so it was like a, it was a number one release for, like, five days in poverty studies, which is homeless studies right yeah, so we were perfect. like yeah and it was yeah. like number three for a few I, he, honestly john he couldn't he was so excited and so we never got to the number one yet but i was looking i was looking uh, yesterday at the rankings and it's it's, it's kind of coming up you know it's whatever and so i thought oh Father Joe is waking people up in the middle of the night and his presence is like, get my book. You know, but it's just so funny because, <laughs> because once I told him about the rankings, he was like, 
And I said, and that's all the books that are like on Amazon. Like they, you know, you can buy it from all these other places, but he's like, Amazon, everybody, Amazon. It was just so funny. But, um, but that's just his essence, you know, like, and so, you know, and he'd be like, Catherine, where are we at? Well, you know, how are things going? And so I'd come, you know, he was just, he was just a really fun, loving guy. He cared about results. He cared about um, impact. And if we all are able to glean, you know, you know, even a tidbit of wisdom from his, from his um, example is that we all have something to offer in helping other people. We all do. And it's not about like, look at me, right? It's a, like, it's about you just, you just show up, you volunteer. If you have the means, you donate money and even children, you know, they have the ability to, to work and earn money to donate, you know? And so, um, and he was willing to put himself out there for the greater cause. So when our, when your heart is in alignment with goodness and, and wellness for all people, amazing, amazing things happen. And he's a testament to, to that truth. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, just the whole notion of helping other people that applies like in so many, so many different aspects of life, right? You know, it's, it's not just from a philanthropic or charitable angle, you know, to help the homeless, but really for all of us in that work in business, you know, we, in order for us to win, we got to help other people win, right? To create mm-hmm. those win-win relationships. So you can't, somebody, it's like an old Zig Ziglar one. You, you can't, the way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. Yeah. Um, so it all, it all comes down to helping other people. And Father Joe had his own approach to that that was wildly successful. Yeah. And it wasn't like he had this roadmap. That's what you'll read in the book. And I think it's so impactful. So, like, you know, you don't have to be even, um, you know, interested in homelessness issues or be Catholic or Christian. If you have an idea, if you have an entrepreneurial mindset, you want to see how somebody went from, okay, figure it out. I mean, because that's basically what it was. He had to like figure it out, right? And he mm-hmm. and he got educated. He did the work. He brought you know pe- he brought in people. He how do you get people to believe in your vision? I mean, Father Joe had this vision. It wasn't like, hey, we're gonna do this warehouse thing. Like he had this vision to build this like brand new building. Mm-hmm. Nobody was doing that. Right. And then he had to get people on board to believe so much in what he's doing that they wanted to not only volunteer, but they wanted to donate. I mean, there's a story in the book about Dottie Cunningham. She was at one of the first churches that he was, you know, he'd just show up and be like, all right, I'm doing this project. And, (laughs) you know, he just started pitching the project at churches every Sunday. And that's Mm -hmm. how the momentum started. He made himself visible. Right. And there's a woman named Dottie Cunningham who has been a volunteer through uh, uh, for all these years, for four decades. But she heard him speaking at one of those first churches he went to. And all these years she has been involved, volunteering, helping. Nice. Right. And so Mm -hmm. and then her work ripples out, too. So the point is, is that, you know, but he had to get people to believe that he this vision that he had could realize. And then, so for anybody who has an entrepreneurial idea, how do you get people on board to believe in your vision? Read this book. You'll hear how he did it. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of entrepreneurial lessons in this, in the book as well. I mean, the the life stories of a hustler priest is such a perfect, you know, subtitle to it. Um, You know, you're, you're talking, we're talking, I know ripple is like a big part of, of Catherine Cloward, right? Because yes. you know, you've written music's about music about the ripple love, and we were talking before we got started on this episode about the ripple effect of Father Joe in your music life. And I was wondering if you could share some of those stories. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, like I said, the Father Joe, uh, the first project I completed actually was the children's book. Father Joe, mm-hmm. Six Golden Seeds. And then, um, but I started that as a song. One of my lovely friends, Jenny LaPointe, she like, because this was a bit over, I mean, honestly, I'm just going to be completely candid. This project 
was a bit overwhelming for me. Like, yeah, okay, I'm being, compl- <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, this yeah. is so easy. This yeah, looks this like, is oh my gosh. So, um, and so for a while there, I just didn't know how to take all this information and like, what were the stories that should we share? How do we do this? Right. And so my friend Jenny said, Catherine, start with a children's book, do the children or do the song first. Like she just encouraged me. She goes, that's where your brain always works. Cause you know, the thing about um, any type of project that we do, we have to simplify it down. So for me, I was like, let's go to the simplest form, which was this six golden seeds song. So I created this song. We recorded the, the scratch track to it, which means like not the final, final version. And then did the book. So, uh, so that was all prepared. And, you know, I came one day with my guitar and I was like, Father Joe, listen to this book, this song. So he loved it. He was like, he didn't know what he was getting into when he, <laughs> when he got me. But, uh, but anyways, so he was super excited about this song and, um, he had me play it for somebody who was coming to a meeting now. He's like, listen to this song. And he just loved it. So anyways, one day he must have, he was talking to, um, sister Faye Hagen. She's here. She, you'll read about her in, in the book. She had mm-hmm. tremendous impact on the legacy, uh, which is now known as father Joe's villages. She's mentioned in the book because she did some really fantastic. She had some tremendous energy that, um, that created impact. But anyways, I'm not going to tell you, you have to read the book, but she, <laughs> I guess he told her that I write music, that I'm a musician. I'm a songwriter. So Sister Faye calls my mom, uh, tracks down my mom, who then gets my phone number. And Sister Faye's like, Catherine, it's Sister Faye. Now, I haven't seen Sister Faye <laughs> probably since that, you know, first communion picture. I haven't seen her in, in years. But she, so of course, but I remember her because she has presence, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so she called me up to tell me that um, she just felt like she heard that I do, I'm a musician and I write songs and her nephew or great nephew, Daniel, uh, Fritz uh, is a musician and she just thinks that he needs to meet me. Right. And I was like, okay. And so great. And so we all met for um, breakfast one day, sister Faye, myself, and then Daniel. And, and he actually came with his, his dad. And, um, and I just was like, my instinct about him perhaps was the same father Joe's instinct about me. I don't know. My instinct mm-hmm. about um, Daniel was like, there's more, there's something to work with here, right? Like there's more here. And so uh, Daniel, and so we, while we kind of started talking about, um, anyways, bottom line. So I said, Daniel, I have a few new songs that I haven't decided on how I want them produced, but I'm trying to change my sound. I want to change my sound a bit and do a little bit more pop, you know, mm-hmm. pop Americana, Catherine Cloward, you know? <laughs> and, um, I was like, what if I sent you a song? Let's see what we can do. And he goes, yeah, I'll try to give it a try. You know, well, Daniel plays all these, he plays like every instrument. He's just a virtuoso. He's a, he has the ability to hear everything in his brain. He's just, he's just incredibly talented wow. young man. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Incredibly talented. So I sent him a song and then he sent it back and I was all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so out of this father Joe project, John. Okay. Out of this, like, fun Catherine the Grape, like, you know, whatever song I did on my guitar, next thing you know, Daniel uh, helped me produce, and he arranged all the, like, I, you know, I, I write my songs on my acoustic guitar, sing them, send them over to him, then he arranges all the music around it, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, so Daniel produ- um, co-produced with me my Catherine the Grape All Together album that released in February. He also did the Father Joe and um, the Six Golden Seeds song. And then I just wrote a whole Catherine Cloward album in the kind of the cracks of the time when I was working on this project. I wrote a whole nother Catherine Cloward album that would come out um, early next year that um, we've released a few singles that he did those too. So the thing is, is for me, John, songwriting is my own personal storytelling. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. It's very vulnerable and important to me. Catherine the Grape is my, is a part of my legacy, you know, like that's for my son and for children everywhere to feel included and seen and understood. Like that's what I wanted to feel. So these really important passion projects for my, for me through the father Joe project, boom, boom, boom. I, I meet Daniel and Daniel and I work really well together and to wrap that up with a bow uh, when I decided to do the audible book, John, I called Daniel and I said, 
do you think you could do this audible book? Like, so I send him over because it's very specific to do an audible book. I mean, it's so specific about the sound and everything. So we went into, um, and he's like, yeah, I got it. And I was like, okay. So we recorded the audible book at Pacific Beat Studios with Alan Sanderson. And Father Joe came into the studio that we are the world vignette idea you had, yeah. kind of. <laughs> so we were yeah. there. And then Daniel um, did all the mixing and um, mastering and editing of that. So Daniel has worked on multiple projects with me, all because Father Joe told Sister Faye that I'm a musician and I write songs and then Sister Faye tracks me down and boom, boom, boom. So it's so amazing. And so why I say this is this is what he did for a lot of people, right? Like he would just he would kind of like plant these seeds going like, hey, what about this? What about this? And he, and that's what he did for a lot of people. So some of these stories that people are starting to share of like, hey, I met Father Joe and he told me this, or he introduced me to this, or he encouraged me this way, right? And so his, for me personally, while this project is so incredible, like to be tasked um, to to do his memoir, amazing, right? And that he loved, you know, he loved it. But then also, like, for my own personal growth, my own personal artistry, that out of that project came this whole new landscape for me. And Daniel has done exactly what I wanted. Like, I've, I wanted a new a new kind of, like, pop sound, you mm-hmm. know, with my Americana blend. And I'll be like, what about this sound? And he's like, got it. And so um, I just feel like I've just been really... Um, really guided and, and I want to stay in that flow. And so, and even like the people that I just mentioned, they all got to be part of this project and that makes them feel good. Right. And so, and, and so I don't know, I just want to say, I guess I'd like wrapping it all up is sometimes we don't know, we don't know what down the road is. We, we don't know what's down the road, but just saying when it feels good, it's a follow that feel good flow follow that mm-hmm. feeling, say yes, you get on the path. And then you see, I never, Father Joe had no clue when he asked me that one night, like, Hey, I want I have a book. I want you to write, you know, two years later, we have this whole kind of like, you know, octopus tentacle, uh, yeah. of, of stories, but now they exist, you know, and that's the thing about artistry is there's a lot of people who have, you and I've talked about this. They have an idea for a book in their head. They have an idea for a business. They have an idea for something they want to do. And it brings them joy just thinking about it. And then they don't do it. Mm -hmm. Usually because some self-doubt gets in or you Mm -hmm. talk to somebody who is a naysayer and then, right? But what I want to say is just do it. Just try. Just get on your path. Just say yes. And once you, when you open up to the yes, then all the beautiful, all amazing things will happen. It doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. There were tremendous challenges that I experienced in the last two years from the start of this project on that were all happening all at the same time. But the, the funnel of flow was I'm here to do, I'm here to put out good media, high quality, high integrity media. And I, I won't deviate from that. So you know, that's what I wanted to share. <laughs> that we all that's, we all have it in within us. That's cool. I mean, just the way that you've been able to transform Catherine Catherine Cloward, the musician, all triggered by Father Joe, mm-hmm. um, and and the impact he's had. I'm just kind of curious. When you came out with the new Catherine Cloward album, was the lyrical content at all inspired by Father Joe? No, um, actually, okay. So I haven't, I've only put out two of those releases yet. There's 15 songs. I've only put out two singles so far. So I had to kind of get what happened with the Catherine Cloward album was like, stop it until we get the cat, the father Joe book. So yeah, it was like, get the father Joe book out. So those were just, that's coming. But I have to tell you, I do have a song that was inspired by father Joe and it's called a decent man. And, um, it's a song called A Decent Man. I just recorded my lead vocals. It sounds um, it's a beautiful, beautiful track. And Daniel arranged all the music for it. Um, but I wrote it uh, as I was going through some challenging things in the last uh, 
for 15 months myself on a personal level, I was able to talk to Father Joe about some of these things. And, um, and, he, and he helped me. Like, he helped me in the way that my dad would have helped me. And, um, and one day I brought my son. Oh, my God, I'm getting emotional. But one day I brought my son to spend time with Father Joe with me. And Landon came. And Father Joe uh, made him just wanted to talk to my son. And so Landon, they just chatted. And of course, he, you know, laughing and all this. So my son then started asking me a lot of questions about Father Joe. You know, it was like this, all this work I was doing, this project I was doing. But this, instead of seeing him from a distance, he got to spend, you know, a few minutes with him. Well, the next time, John, I showed up, Father Joe said, does Landon like baseball? And I said, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he rolls over to this drawer that he has in his office and he pulls out in a plastic box, like a, a, a um, Tony Gwen signed Hall of Fame baseball that wow. was in one of those acrylic. Yeah. 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 And I he goes, I want you to, I want Landon to have this. And I was like, wow. You know, so, so it was just so special, right? So he, he, um, you know, the Padres have always been very important to Father Joe. And so, um, so he gave this to me to give to my son. So of course I gave it to Landon. He's like, why? I mean, it's like, it's one of his greatest treasures just sitting on his desk. But my point of that was, is that during that time, I was really working through this concept of like, I'm raising a son. And in my part, in my parenting part of raising Landon, I desire to instill in him the examples of, um, of goodness that my dad did. My dad volunteered a lot. My dad was a good man. He cared about people. My dad went to work every single day, but his passion was uh, family and his ministry and his church, right? And, um, and how he... Well, I think we just lost Catherine. I think she just dropped off of the live stream. I'm going to give I'm going to give her a moment to see if she can dial back in. Um, but this has just been an amazing conversation. Uh, just learning a lot more about Father Joe and and just the way that Father Joe has woven into the fabric of Catherine's life. It's just amazing. Um, it's just so awesome that she was able to put the book together. Oh, she's back now. Let me add. I don't know story. what happened. I'm sorry. Ah! Anyways. No, it's okay. We're still, we're, we're still live. Okay. So. Hey, and I'm plugged in. It's not even on Wi-Fi. So, ah, co- you know. I don't know co- what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, I wrote a song called A Decent Man, and it was greatly inspired by Father Joe's decency. And, um, mm-hmm. and how that was mirrored with my dad and that I wanted to put it into like this lyrical poetry for my son to have these, like these kind of traits that I see of being a decent man, not like, you know, decent, being decent is a, is a, is a more whole word than doing good things or whatever. Like it just like being yeah. decent to people. So. Yeah, it speaks to character and a lot of other other traits. So that's good. I'm looking forward to, to hearing that song and to reading the lyrics. That'll be great. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I uh, you know, it's fine. I just can picture him like rolling over to his desk and opening a drawer. And <laughs> and, 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 you know, the, the it's perfect that this, the ball was signed by Tony Gwynn. You, know, you think of him as Mr. Padre. Mm-hmm. But really, is there any more iconic San Diego Padre than Father Joe? True. There's there's a picture that would ha- that hung on his uh, on his in his office. It's in some of the pictures that you see through the news and stuff, and um, and it says that it has like the back the it has some of the Padres jerseys, and then of course the real Padre being Father Joe. You know. Yeah. So. I think I'm having some. I don't know what's going on here. I think we're back. Well, no, I think we we just had all kinds of technical difficulties there. I'm sorry, friends. Um, okay, we're at an hour anyways. But my all of a sudden my internet dropped, and I I've got high speed cable, I've got Ethernet Connect, and something happened, and all of a sudden I dropped. Catherine dropped, then I added myself back in, and now and then Catherine 
don't know. I apologize for that, friends. But at any rate, um, thanks everyone for listening and, and for watching this be episode number 247 of the John Riley Project. And if you don't mind me, just to share a couple of notes, I haven't done a podcast in a number of weeks. Um, oh, there is Catherine. She's she's back again. I don't know what's going on, John. I'm sorry. I'm like it's not on Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm on too. So well, anyways, yeah. it's probably it's probably like our sign to stop. So. <laughs> I, know, I don't I'm know. Gonna, I'm gonna blame it on the heat. You know, it's I am oh, warm. I turned the air conditioning off because it like pumps right like loud right here. And I'm like, I think I need to turn it back on. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. well, well, Catherine, thanks for joining me. I had a great time chatting with you. I always do. Thank you and so much. Thanks for this opportunity to, to share and chit chat. Yeah. Well, let's get together again. You know, I'm sure there'll be some, some great projects you're working on, you know, as we get, you know, a little further into the summer or maybe even into the fourth quarter of the year, uh, there'll be something that'll be really great for us to chat about. So let's, let's do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone can go to fatherjoehustlerpriest.com, fatherjoehustlerpriest.com, and all those links anywhere you might. If you're inspired to get the book, no problem if you're not. But like if you're inspired to get any of the books, all those links are there. So it'll kind of like branch you off to the different places you could you could get the book and or hear the book. Fatherjoehustlerpriest.com. Okay. And there's a connect to Amazon, get the audible, we can get the ebook or we can order the, uh, the paperback version right here. Right. Yes. Yes. That's yes, true. yes. And then thank access you, to the children's book too, right? Yes. So, okay. Well, Catherine, thank you so much. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I appreciate this opportunity. Always, always a pleasure. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor, subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog, or get more information, please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.